you almost get the impression he didn't want to be with us, right? I mean, that's... Well, I don't want to be with us, but... Uh... <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> So welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. Uh, Tom, I I read this week, we are 100 seconds to midnight. You know what that means? I have no idea. The nuclear clock, they always adjust it every year, and this week they adjusted it. Now, they adjusted it, but it was the same as the last two years, so 100 uh, 100 seconds until midnight, until everything just falls apart in the world. And we are here recording a podcast because that's how you redeem the time, apparently. <laughs> if that's the best we can do. It's the best we can do. We might as well do that. Yeah. I am John. Welcome to all of you. Tom is here with us. Tom, how are you this morning, brother? I'm, I'm very well. You're looking good, John. And uh, Thank you, sir. And I'm not used to seeing you in your office. So it's, uh, and I was just thinking, uh, I've had this backdrop this whole year, which is one month. Uh, but I was thinking it's been a while since I, I've been the outsider uh, because the weather has been either cool or, or, or wet. And today it's both. It's so. both. It is a cool, rainy day here in Corpus Christi. It was pouring just a little while ago, but uh, we, we make a way. Yes. So we do, haven't gotten both of those in quite a while, but uh, I had my gloves on a little while ago. Tom was making fun of me. So I took them off, but my hands get a little cold so anyway brad and wade they're out doing brad and wade things wherever they are and so we'll get back to them um next week perhaps but uh, tom and i we just we had to reconnect with you all so here we are yeah. tom do you know what today is on the calendar it's the it's the 24th i know it's monday because we record on monday no matter when you all see it we record monday morning typically that's a bit of insider information for you all out there. Oh, I, I gave away the secret. <laughs> the secrets, right? <laughs> what about that time we recorded like a week early? That just, whoa, uh-huh. that was just too much, right? <laughs> that was, but I wasn't in on that one. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. when y'all, that, y'all went fruity uh, for fruitcake. Right. That's so. right. That's right. That's what fruitcake does to you, man. Uh, that's also what happens when I'm not around. So I, and again, I apologize, apologize to all of our listeners. That's okay. Uh, both, both of our listeners. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. That's right. My mom doesn't listen to this. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but today is National Compliment Day. Uh, Tom, I want to offer you a compliment. I truly appreciate the depth of thought that you put into so many of our conversations here on an almost perfect podcast. I truly mean that. Sometimes oh. I, I'm sometimes I'm like Wade or Brad's talking. And I'm like, is Tom paying attention? And then all of a sudden <laughs> he drops some knowledge. I'm like, wow, okay, good job, Tom. So receive that compliment from me today, Tom. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll just sit and wait for yours. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Hey, and I don't know if this, and I've, but I've told you this before, and uh, and uh, when I when I see Aaron Donald, uh, the defensive lineman from from uh, the Los Angeles Rams, who <laughs> who won on on Saturday, uh, yeah. it, uh, no, it's yet was it yes. uh, yesterday? Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday uh, yep. 
they should have uh, won handily and then they handed everything back. But anyway, you and Aaron Donald remind me of each other. And, 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 and when I see him, I always smile because I think of you. That's probably because we have the same size biceps. That's probably what does it, I, I imagine. Well, both of you have a beard, but there's something in the eyes and, and, and both of you have, uh, have a, a smile in your eyes. So thank you for that, Tom. And speaking of eyes, do you wear a mask out in public still? Are you a mask? I I did. I would this weekend I was in in the valley and uh, yes, I wore I wore a mask uh, in places. It's it's kind of depends. All right. So I have good news for you then. Okay. recent a recent study has found that face masks make people look more attractive. Now, this is interesting because not only are we all wearing masks now, but this is actually a reversal of opinion. The study a few years ago said that masks made people look unattractive because it made others think of, you know, disease and sickness and things like that. But now, since we're all wearing them, and we all know why we're wearing them, it's changed. So when you put that mask on, people are looking at you and they're saying, wow, that is one attractive fellow. You, and I, I will say, um, it, when, when I was in the Middle East and, uh, and specifically we were in Jordan, which is a Muslim, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's somewhat progressive, but uh, not, you know, it's, it, you know, it's not uh, completely progressive, and so you, you have uh, a mixture of, of women who wear no facial cover, right. covering others who just wear that, um, wear like a, a scarf around their head, and then there's others where all you see is their eyes. It was interesting being in that culture how much you notice eyes, and uh, and and how attractive eyes are if that's all you see. And so I can understand uh, because there's been times and and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying this is the reality is like you fill in the blank when you look at somebody's face and uh, and you and you kind of imagine what uh, uh, he or she looks like. And in this case, I can remember it was a she and, and she took off her mask and I go, boy, I didn't even come close. (laughs) (laughs) nothing like i imagined so what it says is and again this is a reversal from a thing it says that um the pandemic has changed our psychology and how we perceive the wearers of masks there i want to wear it right how's that yeah when we see someone wearing a mask we no longer think that person has a disease i need to stay (laughs) of course these days you kind of We've all got the Rona, so, you know, we got to wear the deal. And so here's the part. <clears throat> uh, it's also possible that masks make people more attractive because they directed attention to the eyes. He said yeah. other, other studies had found that covering the left or right half of a face also made people look more attractive, partly because the brain fills in the missing gaps and exaggerates the overall impact. So all those years of watching Phantom of the Opera, it's finally coming you can actually use that for something full circle when else would you cover half of your face for left or uh, right well uh, you know if you want to be a pirate you might angle it <laughs> okay cover your eye at least right your eye, yeah. All right. eye patch 
Okay. All right. So there's that. So keep wearing your mask if, if, if for nothing else, just so that you can look attractive to everyone else who sees you. Very good. All right. One more story, Tom. There's a woman in jail today in Lee County, Mississippi. You ever been to Lee County, Mississippi? Neither have I. <laughs> you asked me that question. I can tell you I've been to Mississippi and I may have been to Lee County, Mississippi. I don't know where it is. Neither do I. But a woman is in jail there for allegedly attempting to get her boyfriend out of jail, which seems like a loving thing to do, right? Yeah. We're getting, yeah. We're getting ready for Valentine's Day. I mean, these are the kinds of things that we do for those whom we love. And if you want to be yeah. real about Valentine's Day, I mean, it's more than the sappy cards, right? I mean, didn't St. Valentine get his head cut off and everything? This is something at least closer to that, right? I, it's, I, I learned so much from you, John. But on, on getting her, her boyfriend out of jail, it all depends on how she was trying to get him okay. out of jail. Very good. <clears throat> the Lee County Sheriff's Department arrested Mrs. Lady. I don't want to put her name out because of all the millions of people who listen to our podcast, and I don't want to do that to her life. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> Accusing her of forging a fax with a Lee County Circuit Court ID and sending it to the Lee County Adult Jail. The fax ordered her for her inmate boyfriend to be released. Jail staff recognized some ir irregularities with the fax and was informed by the Lee County Circuit Court that they never sent a release order for the inmate. So they caught her because she sent a fake fax. Do you she have any questions her, about that? She didn't get her facts straight. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, John. I can't believe that didn't get at least a smile out of you. No, Tom, I don't want to encourage that. Hey, don't you remember <laughs> our original goal? Yes, yes, but we've already smiled once. We don't need that kind of nonsense here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut that out. My, I only had one question. It's the only reason why I brought the story into the podcast this week. One question. Mm -hmm. who still uses fax machines <laughs> i i was happy the day i got to this office i we we still had a dedicated fax line here at this church in the year 2020 something and i convinced we need to get rid of that we don't need a fax line throw the fax machine away i haven't used a fax machine probably in 20 years i don't know why we hold on to one so I, I i'm glad you got, glad you got caught if you're gonna use a fax machine you know if you're gonna do it that way you deserve what you get i guess does that sound mean is that harsh that's that's pretty harsh but okay, uh, but sorry. the other side of that is is that uh that you know there are places where they still use fax but i was thinking you know just last yeah just this past week uh you know i we're we're having some work done around the house and and uh, and you know I signed a contract the whole and it's one of many contracts that I've signed in this way. They send it to you through the email, and you follow the link, and you type in your name, and you have a, a signed contract. So that's how things have moved from you know we'll fax it to you, and we'll fax it back to you, uh, from you fax it back from us or to us to here open your email, go to this uh, website, and we're done. And so. all of our, talking about offices, all of our copy machines have that function. So please, can we just, nothing, nothing should be facts. We're over facts. Can we please get over facts, please? That's, yeah. just, that's my pet peeve. Okay. Way too many trees. <clears throat> that's right. So Tom has, 
Tom hasn't seen Encanto yet, but he's going to right after we're done today. So uh, today's a great day for watching and staying it is. watching movies. It is. So uh, we, we won't talk about the movie itself. I certainly don't want to give away anything to Tom or anybody else who hasn't seen it, but it, it involves music. It's a, you know, a movie that incorporates music very well done. It's a Disney animated uh, movie. Of course, yes. it's going to have music. Exactly. Of course, it's great music written by, oh my gosh, what's his name? I forget, um, you know, Hamilton guy. I always forget his name. Um, and I'm probably going to get. Oh, really? chastised for that yeah so uh anyway <clears throat> one of the songs uh we don't talk about bruno it's a great song uh so great in fact that it hit billboard's top 100 this week at number four the number four hit song in the country right now is a song from uh, encanto called we don't talk about bruno so that's significant in and of itself but it also do you remember that song let it go I do. I, I, I forget. Folks at home cannot answer, so I have to answer for them. Yes, I remember that. Tom, you are the folks at home right now. Come <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay I'm with waiting. us, Tom. Stay with I'm us. Waiting. I'm waiting for the phones to ring. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, Let It Go, of course, from Frozen, which, you know, was everywhere, and it's a part of kind of culture, you know, our cultural norm now where we joke about it and tell people to let things go. But anyway, it peaked the same chart at number five. So this surpassed uh, Let It Go, which I'm grateful for because this has a little more, um, yeah. I can handle this one a, a little more than Let It Go. Okay, Let It Go after two times, I was like, we need to let this go. But this yeah, song, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Well, so, you know, if you're if you're an eight-year-old girl, you know, you, it's, it's a great song, uh, Let It Go. But beyond that, it's kind of like, okay, we can let yeah. it go. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let it go, please. Um, so, but anyway, so without talking about the movie and getting into exactly uh, what it's all about, uh, just on the very surface level of the song, we don't talk about Bruno. Bruno is a member of the family that's at the, the center of this uh, movie. And we don't talk about Bruno for several reasons, right? Uh, several things that he's done or what things that have happened in the family. And so we just... We don't talk about Bruno. Okay. I'll leave it at that because there's so much more to it. But I, I was thinking about that and, and wondering, uh, Tom, if, if there's a conversation to be had amongst uh, us church folk, church leaders and pew sitters and whomever else we might be who considers ourselves uh, a part of the body of Christ. If we have some Brunos that we don't talk about that we should. Are there any uh, topics, are there any conversations that we just don't have intentionally that we just do our very absolute best to stay away from in the church that maybe we should be having? Tom, but, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, we were, you know, talking about this uh, prior to, to, well, it was being recorded, so some of this may leak out before we started the the officially started started the program but um you know i, I was it, it's it's very interesting because uh during funeral family funerals you learn a lot of things you didn't know uh especially you know when you start to to hit grandparent age you know i'm not a grandparent but i'm grandparent age and uh 
uh, and, and, and uh, as an adult, uh, we had several, uh, several funerals uh, in a short amount of time, aunts and uncles. And uh, one favorite aunt, uh, she was the one who, she was always the, uh, the never married aunt. She was very a active in the city of Woodsboro. And she has a, she's a teacher who has her, has a, uh, uh, I don't know if they call it Hall of Fame star, but, but she has a, a star at um, Texas State University because they, they honor certain uh, educators and so she's she she's a beloved aunt and when she passed away we uh, had the funeral in Woodsboro and I met uh, another aunt that I I don't even think I knew her name uh, she was the aunt nobody talked about but uh, she was the aunt of my oldest cousin on on either side of the family uh, Jimmy and and we would see Jimmy uh, at uh, at uh, family gatherings like Thanksgiving because because uh, this aunt Anne made sure that he stayed connected with the olive side of the family and and uh, and at the at the uh, at the funeral I discovered you know that basically uh, Jimmy's dad uh, uh, divorced his mom and she was she was a lesbian and uh, and and ended up with a lifetime partner who uh, was you know was a was a lesbian obviously and 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 the reason we never talked about them is because well they were gay or lesbian or whatever but she was a delightful person and uh in the last uh, few years of her life i got to know her and eleanor uh they uh the, she was a, a beloved teacher in uh in the uh in the orange uh, orange texas uh area and 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 a active united methodist a generous uh, united methodist all these things but i didn't know any of this because we never talked about her because she was different and um and so you know as we were saying earlier john is that that you know this is one of those things that uh that we are we are quiet about in, mm -hmm. in the churches, and and I'm not just talking about that particular issue of, of homosexuality and and all of that, but we're quiet about things uh, that involve people who may be different, or who may be struggling, and we just don't talk about it. What other, <clears throat> excuse me, what other people who may be struggling or different are we avoiding? Do you think? Well, you know, as a, as a pastor, every now and then you you come across the you have conversations, say with a with a mother whose son is uh, you know is is dealing with an addiction an addiction, whether it's um, drugs, uh, pornography, um, uh, uh, alcohol, and and uh, you know the rest of the congregation has no idea what she's struggling with. I mean, that's an example. Um, I was trying to think, I'm going to come back to you. What about you? Uh, what have you uh, seen? I, you get to ask the questions, but sometimes you've got to answer the questions too, John. Um, I can do whatever I want, Tom. But uh... <laughs> You're the host. <laughs> Who made you host, by the way? I don't, I, I we, don't, we, I don't we know. Vote? I didn't remember voting, but I never, I, I didn't, I don't consider myself the host. I consider myself the one who knows how to, uh, 
host a Zoom meeting with, I can make the best use of technology, the best out of the four of us. That's what I consider myself. Yeah, well, we can, well, let's come back to the question. Let's come back to it. Very what, you know, what are the things that you've discovered? It's hard so to talk about. I, I, addiction is one uh, of them uh, that I have thought about a lot. And I think back to a story, not a story, a Sunday. Uh, this has been many years ago, one of our churches. It was, uh, we had some of our youth uh, speak. And uh, I've, I've never liked doing youth Sunday. That's another conversation. But, you know, we had. You never know where it's going to go. Well, I have some other reasons, but uh, we had one of our youth get up there and it was a young, young teenager. And she, and I don't remember what she was talking about, like, you know, the context of everything, but then she said something about uh, a video that we had watched in youth group, something I had shown. And I don't um, um, remember how long it had been, but she started talking about that video. Um, and it had to do with part of it had to do with, with cutting. Right. And oh. she, she, essentially confessed I guess to I mean her family and her entire church there at the pulpit that that was something that she had done and uh it it was a moment for all of us we were like whoa you know nobody had nobody had any idea her family or or even myself who would see her every week you know Sunday and Wednesdays that kind of stuff and this occurred to me then that you know um there were some other issues too and some of our other kids had similar kind of things that they were dealing with and it was like this really hit me then that these are the kind of things that the church we'd really like to see we need to keep it as quiet as we can right um mm-hmm. this has probably been the first time something like that had ever been mentioned in the pulpit of that church that's just my guess just my estimation i could be completely off but we no, don't I, have- I think you're pretty safe on that one but but it's not only that we we don't talk about bruno or we don't talk about in this case addiction or whatever like we don't like to talk about it, and so we just won't. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the other conversations I've found that are have been pretty difficult to talk about is like divorce, right? And and when families separate, uh, uh, we we get very uncomfortable, right? Even just laying out like this is where we are, or not even getting into oh this is what happened, nothing like that. Just talking about like well this is where we are. Right. It, it seems like it's uh, something we just, okay, we read that stuff that Jesus said, okay, fine, let's just leave it alone. Right. And let's not talk about how, you know, our kids are kind of stuck in the middle and how this is, how the church is hurting too, because this was a family maybe that was, you know, connected and now things, you know, we, we just, we don't want to talk about uh, those two things. And so I, I, and I guess maybe that's, that's part of the, uh, the answer to my second question is, you know, why don't we? talk about these kinds of things more yeah and uh before we kind of move on to that uh, because when you talk about divorce um we you know uh for those uh viewing us wherever you are um uh we get together every other thursday uh, and i'm not going to give away our our location because you may you may come with protest signs but um, but we our get back, together it's our for, back cave. That's where it is. Yeah, our back cave. But you know, uh, and and on one of those occasions, uh, no, actually, I think is last time we were together. Uh, there were four of us, and in fact, it's the four of us on the podcast talking about uh, the United Methodist Church and and kind of what's going on in the future and how do you talk about that because that's that's a that's something that we need to have a conversation about. But at the same time, it, you know, uh, specifically, I was talking about uh, a 
uh, church situation where the pastor was kind of driving the church in a particular di direction instead of having conversation and and allowing the you know the direction of the church to to develop uh, through those conversations. But um, but anyway, you know, we kind of avoid those those. And I think there's this sense of uh, kind of like children, if we close our eyes, hmm. then you're not there. You know, the, the peekaboo is like you disappeared. And uh, and one of the things we struggle with uh, in, in, in our culture to begin with is, is pain and grief. We, you know, we, we masked our deep uh, hurts uh, by doing, you know, but by, by, staying active uh by by um you know some of the addictive behaviors that we go through and and at the foundation of that is we hurt but we don't want to feel that pain and so we we mask that pain in, in some ways and so the church is the church is is picking up on that cue that cultural cue of uh of we 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 don't want to hurt or bring hurt so we will avoid difficult uh, conversations. Wow. So that is, um, th 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 are you saying that speaks more to sort of the you know, preservation of kind of like our gig we have working at church? Well, you know, it, it, it's not just uh, the church culture. It's, it's our culture in particular. And, and, okay. And part of that is is having lived in another culture for a significant amount of time, the Russian culture. That you know, <laughs> they're used to to pain, and they're used to expressing their pain. I mean, um, uh, in fact, it's it's uh, it's so much a part of their culture. What they what they cover up is joy. I, mm. Honestly, they they you think. That if you spend, and this may have changed, since it's been twenty years since we lived in in Russia. But if um, in in Russia, you could tell someone was not Russian just walking down the street, because Russians look like they look like uh, emotionless zombies. And and one Russian friend said, if you want to think like a Russian in public. Uh, Act or think of yourself as you've just committed a crime, and everyone you pass is a policeman. And, and I go, okay, you want to, you know, you don't want to draw attention to low profile, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And 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 I knew I had gotten to the point of of uh, being a part of the culture so so well publicly that when I was sitting in in, in a park in this uh, uh, or in a square. Uh, this uh, wedding party got out and they wanted to take pictures. So they asked me and I understood what they were saying. When I responded, it was my accent that gave me away, but they go, oh, sorry. But I, <clears throat> just sitting there, <clears throat> I looked Russian. I dressed like a Russian. My face looked Russian in that I was, I, I, I uh, looked uh, indifferent to what's going on around me. And that's not who I am naturally. So, so that's why coming back to that is in, in when Russians experience grief, the uh, loss, uh, they 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 spend weeks, uh, and and they have anniversaries. 
to remember, say, uh, a father who who tragically died, you know, on that anniversary of his death, uh, they will they will again revisit that grief, and so they deal with grief regularly, um, and and they and and when you get them privately, you also see that they experience joy and celebration as well, sure. but in public. Grief is probably the, or at least indifference is the, is the public persona. So I feel like, um, you know, I think you're right. Talking about how this is kind of our culture thing and the church is kind of, I mean, we're part of the culture uh, individually. And so maybe the church we've taken that on as well, but a a big part of that um, has to do with shame and how we deal with that or don't deal with that or what we think about it. And so then, um, is there a way for the church to kind of break out of that? Cause it, I'm obviously playing my cards here because I feel like the church is that place where, you know, we can sort of <laughs> let these things go. <laughs> yeah. Not in any, yeah. not, not in any generic way, uh, but actually in a way that ties into what we, what we sort of profess our faith allows us to do. If we're talking about healing and if we're talking about freedom, if we're talking about uh, restoration and, and, um, redemption. Like if we don't talk about some of the areas of our life where those things need to happen, then we're just neglecting a a huge part of of the power of our faith, not in any kind of self-help kind of way, but just that, you know, God desires for all of us to know peace, you know, a wholeness. And so, uh, if, if we're just, if we're content to kind of suppress all of those issues or situations, how are we ever going to experience that peace and have it um, when we're talking about how our families have been hurt or how you know, I'm struggling with, you know, whatever, or how some, you know, one of my sisters and brothers are dealing with, you know, whatever kind of issue that's just too uncomfortable for me to talk about, right? Um, you know, we have this kind of talk when, when a family uh, has been impacted by a suicide, you know, the rest, everybody else around, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want to get into what happened and what they asked. We just, just don't touch it. Right. And I feel like that's, that's part of who we are. That we should be able to like get to that and, and, and let our faith speak into it in some way. Am I that far off Tom? No, I, I, it, it kind of, you know, I was thinking something that's, that's, that's helpful is in, in that process is people, well, first of all, let's start with, with shame. Shame isolates. It makes you feel like you're the only one struggling with this uh, and nobody understands and, uh, and I can't talk about it. And if I can't talk about it, then, then I'm going to be isolated. And when I'm isolated, then, then I feel this grief. And then when I feel this grief, then I do this behavior. I mean, it's just this ongoing cycle. And so shame, uh, and I've experienced that, you know, I've been too ashamed to talk about my uh, my weakness or or the thing my besetting sin the thing that I just and and anytime I've been in that cycle the only thing that's uh, really broken that cycle is the willingness to confess to another person this is what's happening in my life mm-hmm. um, I, I'm you know one of the things I, I think I'm learning is is uh, not only um, do I, do I confess my sin, and you know that's a biblical, uh, that's a scriptural 
uh, a bit of advice that, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not out of the realm of our faith and what we read in scripture, confess your sins uh, that uh, you may be healed, uh, but also to, to learn not only about confessing the behavior, but then also beginning to dig a little deeper as to what is the underlying, you know, and almost always, what's the underlying grief? What's the underlying pain that I'm trying to avoid? Mm-hmm. And, and now, uh, am I willing not only to confess my sin, but then to openly talk about my pain uh, to another human being? And, and I think those who navigated, uh, let's go with, with, um, with suicide, because you know, that's happened in, in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister had, uh, had her uh, I think he was a teenager, but, you know, he may have been in his early 20s. We were in, in Russia at the time when it happened. He took his own life. And, uh, and, and, uh, and you know, am I willing to, to uh, allow her to talk about that openly? I mean, it's been a while. We have talked about it. But, but to navigate that with somebody who's gone through that, my sister is a, a follower of Jesus Christ, so uh, we can talk a, about the, the, that, that pain and, and the reality of that pain in light of our hope and our experience in Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's good to, to ask somebody who's gone through that, uh, that you know well enough and feel comfortable with, with enough to say, I really don't know what to, to say to you. Could you help me? What is most helpful? Uh, do you want me to bring this up? Should we avoid it? You know, right. uh, and, and almost always uh, there is this sense of, of, you know, yeah, I would like you to ask me. I appreciate it. We don't have to talk about it long, but I appreciate that you have, you remember, you haven't forgotten. Right. Uh, one of the other uh, topics, which may or may not be uh, connected, but like mental health. That was another thing that, you know, before it was, you know, you don't have mental health issues, just go praise a little more and whatever. And, but I don't know, over the last couple of years in particular, um, it seems like the culture has been willing to talk about it more. And, and maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but kind of the church may kind of follow the culture too. Uh, so much so that I heard, I, I don't usually listen to the uh, Christian radio stations too much, but I, I got into the car and it was on and there was like a little you know, mini infomercial about mental health. And I thought you wouldn't hear that before on this radio station, because this radio station is all about positive and encouraging and, and, and joy and, you know, to, to take a sort of turn and talk about, you know, the reality, some, even just for a, a 30 second spot to talk about some of the reality of something like mental health um, uh, or, you know, mental health that needs to be addressed. Right. Uh, It just seemed so odd to hear from me because again, the Christian radio station is one of those places where a lot of the Christians are. And that's, you know, that that's not very positive or encouraging right now. I want to be uplifted or I want to be told how good things are going to be. So. um, Well, I want to come back to what you're saying, because um, one of the, one of the uh, you know, two, two observations. One is the NFL has really, mm-hmm. uh, they've NFL. had some, some significant players come out and talk about their mental health issues. And, and uh, they've, um, uh, during, during pregame conversations, there's been 
um, been uh, intentionality about having a player in who's willing to talk about the the mental health issues he has dealt with, and and uh, and uh, and then the oh the and then in 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 relation to that, uh, uh, there's something about. Uh, the the comment and I and I can't remember which uh, Christian radio often makes a, 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 a you know kind of highlights this is the it's family safe mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 there's a part of me that always reacts to that from a yeah. from a uh, from a Christian perspective slash a you know scriptural perspective because uh, and more specifically is is this idea of, you know, uh, the Christian faith is not about being family friendly and safe, right. because Jesus, when he talks to his disciples, uh, and and they're see they they struggled with his openness about talking about I'm going to die, sure I am yeah. going to be arrested, crucified, dead, and buried, you know, and they and they and and, and um, Peter reacts to that is. It basically, stop talking like that. That's never going to happen. Not on my watch. And so that you know, even even uh, those closest to Jesus hearing what he's saying and he's speaking the truth, and they just they don't understand that um, that that uh, suffering death uh, brings about life. And 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 so you know, the things we're trying to avoid really. Are, are the you know we're trying to avoid certain certain people certain kinds of people certain certain movies or you know <laughs> you can go through the, the whole right. list and I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, carte blanche you can do anything and everything there nothing is out of bounds but I'm what I am saying is the trying to keep uh, keep things contained and safe and sanitized um, is is not what we've been called to be as followers of Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. Yeah, and and so that just ties into you know why don't we talk about these things? Well, because you know we don't have maybe the perfect little answers or responses. You know we can't be witty about it. Maybe you know these are actually hard conversations to have sometimes that bring up um, feelings, emotions, or, or even. Uh, Know, thoughts that we've had before that maybe we're just not very comfortable with and so instead of dealing with them let's just not talk about it and, and you're using the nfl as an example i think it's great because you know you're right particularly this last year you know sort of that's it's 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 normal now and i think a part right. of that is the nfl kind of like have, mass master exactly normal. exactly and it's, you know when you have these young men who are role models for a lot of other people and they're able to stand up and say, this is kind of what I'm going through and da da da. I'm happy for that. Uh, at the same time, like, ah, that's part of where the church needs to be, right? Where we, we're able to say, and I don't mean this in any kind of like overbearing and, you know, intrusive way, but you know, it is part of who we are, part of our calling. I think like you were saying is to be willing to go to these places with each other and not yeah. like we've done in the past, shy away from them or shun someone who may be dealing with some of these things and just pretend like it's not happening. There is no, there is no room. Uh, uh, that's not right. That's not what I want to say. Um, we can't be a part of God's redemption and healing in that. If, if we just turn people away and act like everything is fine all the time. 
Yeah, are you, well, I was thinking, uh, the way I'm hearing you is I've got the problem and I turn people away, uh, but there's also the the other side of the, and, and, and I may be mishearing you, but the other side of that is uh, I, I'm turning you away or I'm avoiding you because you may, you know, you've got problems and I don't want to deal with them. Yeah, so think about, I mean, us preachers, we have we have the pulpit literally every week and, you know, what we bring before the people, we feel like God is directing us to, that will sort of guide people's um, conversations. And if, and if I'm not willing to talk about or, you know, bring up or suggest in some way, whether it's in the pulpit or not, um, that, you know, um, uh, what do we talk, what do we, uh, addiction is something that we need to walk with each other through together in some way, again, not being intrusive, not being overbearing, obnoxious or anything like that. Uh, but being wise and discerning and learning from others who are who, who have done this or who work with people who do this, learning from them, all these kinds of things. Uh, if I'm not willing to do that, then I don't I don't have to hear from people who are going through that. But if I open the conversation, then that gives people permission to say, I'm glad you said that, because this is what our family is going through right now. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, like you said about shame. Uh, there's nobody else in this church that's dealing with this kind of stuff. There's nobody that would understand me. And, and I don't know, that's, uh, to me, that's a byproduct, a big byproduct of sort of the over-personalization of our faith that I don't know that God ever intended for us to have. So yeah. that's my point. So, all right, Tom, how about uh, any uh, final comments about that? Um, maybe we should start talking about Bruno. <laughs> The, the, you know, kind of the, I guess I, 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 I this really, I, I, for me would be the last comment and uh, uh, at, least, at least last uh, thought is, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, it, and it deals with failure and, and feeling like a failure and how we look at failure, because uh, a lot of times that, that, you know, that brings on shame and grief and stuff. And sure. Um, this, this weekend I was with my brother who's, uh, you know, he is the, the doctor in the family. I'm the reverend, he's the doctor and, uh, and he's, uh, one of the doctors at NASA. And so he's been working with aerospace medicine. Uh, he's been the doctor to Neil Armstrong for those of us who are old enough to remember who first walked on the, on the, the moon. Uh, and, uh, uh, we were down at SpaceX, uh, uh, down in Boca Chica, which is just a, a little bit uh, south and east of Brownsville. Uh, in fact, it's we were so close to Mexico that Verizon said, "Welcome to Mexico." You know, <laughs> um, and but he's he's you know he's really on top of those kind of things that dealing with space and aerospace medicine and not just just medically but also what's happening in in uh in in the progression toward going to the moon again going to mars and and uh, uh, spacex he was just talking that they have a different mindset than uh than nasa nasa wants to go uh doesn't want to go past the pressure points and, and SpaceX wants to find out where the pre pressure points are. And so they will intentionally uh, uh, send a rocket up specifically to see at what point does it explode. Mm -hmm. 
And so they're intentionally uh, failing over and over again uh, and willing to live with failure until they succeed. And, and, and now it's set up to, you know, to uh, do something that we thought, you know, we've seen in the movies or we've seen in the, in the cartoons where they send a ship up, uh, you know, a spaceship up and it comes back down and it lands in the same spot, just right. lands right down there. Uh, NASA, uh, the closest that NASA has come is that we did that with the space shuttles where they landed on a long runway. And yet these guys are sending it up and putting it right back on an X on the, you know, the launching pad. So um, they, they've, they've progressed farther or further and faster because they've been willing to, to live with failure and celebrate failure uh, as, as, as a moment of how we've learned something. Um, and it, it, and if, we're, if we're ashamed, we, we cover that up and we never learn from the experience. That's it, amen. All right, that is a good last word. And so maybe if you're listening and you are a part of the church and uh, you, know, you care about uh, the unity we share and our mission and healing, all the things we talk about, maybe you can start thinking about uh, what are the Brunos that we don't talk about in church that we should, um, that we should address and, and you know, find wisdom and, and, and like you said, learn from and grow from. So that's your homework for tonight, everyone, uh, whether you're listening or watching where are the Brunos? That's what we want to know. So, yeah, Tom, I, I well, and, and on YouTube, you can make a comment. Uh, it will be a public comment, but it would be helpful to to the rest of us to see uh, your thoughts. And we we appreciate that you tuned in. That's and, right. That stuck with us long enough to hear this uh, public announcement. Very good. All right. Tom, good word. I appreciate it. It is compliment day. Maybe we should compliment, compliment uh, Wade and Brad, but they're not here and we're out of time. So thank you. <laughs> thank you all for listening and watching. It's always good to be able to gather together. Let us know what you're thinking. We want to talk about it too. And until next week, have a great rest of the week. Stay warm and dry if it's wet and cold where you are. Tom, appreciate you, brother. God be with you. Thanks, John.